Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the show, I'm so excited to say that we have Jasmine Crow, founder and CEO of Gooder, though she's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which admittedly, I'm not going to ask her that much about. Jasmine, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Let's do it. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Bets Recruiting. That's right. Bets is back on the pod, baby. Don't get me wrong. I love a warm intro as much as the next person. But what I don't love is combing through LinkedIn for four hours and then texting someone I haven't talked to since 2011 to ask for an intro to some random at the company I want to work for who they may or may not know. So if you're a high-performing professional looking for your next opportunity, but tired of sending resumes out into the void or waiting on your friend to finally submit that referral, it's time to become a Bets Connect community member. Thousands of tech startups are on their way to becoming the next unicorn, and they're looking for talented sales, marketing, and customer success professionals. Apply to join Beth's exclusive network, and if you're accepted, those tech startups will reach out to you. Apply now for your exclusive lifetime membership at bethsrecruiting.com slash non-technical. Jasmine Crow is an award-winning social entrepreneur, children's book author, TED speaker, and determined leader working to make the world a better place one cause at a time. In 2017, after years of feeding people experiencing homelessness from her own kitchen, Jasmine launched Gooder, a sustainable waste management company that leverages technology to combat hunger and reduce food waste. She's been featured on CNBC, Oprah Magazine, Forbes, Fast Company, New York Times, and named by Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the top 100 influential female founders. Gooder's mission is to feed more and waste less. Under Jasmine's leadership, Gooder has redirected over 20 million pounds of surplus food from event centers, airports, and businesses to people that are food insecure. Gooder is headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia and operates nationally in 20 other markets. Gooder clients include Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson Airport, Sodexo Magic, Amazon, City of Dallas, City of Denver, and many more. Jasmine Crow, welcome to Non-Technical. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. So our origin story is that we were introduced by a mentor of mine, someone near and dear to my heart, Vanessa Liu, uh, who you know for your professional world. Correct. I love Vanessa. She's amazing. She's literally one of the best people on the planet. I'm not even overhyping her or exaggerating (laughs) at all. She's just like a top human. Yeah, she's really amazing. First person who ever gave me a job. So we really love Vanessa. (laughs) She really took a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Bravo to Vanessa. Yes, indeed. You know, she had good taste. Good taste. Jasmine, let me start here. How did you spend your last day off? I spent my last day off with my daughter, actually. Yeah, we went to gymnastics. We went to Costco. My daughter and my fiance, I should say. And we just kind of played in the backyard. Always fun times. That sounds like a great day. How old's your daughter? She's one. (laughs) Oh, tiny. (laughs) Yeah, she's a baby. (laughs) That's incredible. My best friend's daughter is one and a half. This girl is like my niece. Total like aunt vibes. You know, I'm always like, look at this photo. Do you want to see a photo of my niece? And I keep waiting for her to talk. I'm like, give me some words, girl. Like, I want to know what's going on inside her head. Yeah, 
She says a little, a few words like yes and no and hi. Hopefully she'll start talking real soon, but people tell me not to rush it. So Mm -hmm. once they start. Yeah, there's no stopping. Were you into gymnastics when you were little and that's why she's into it? Or is this just like a fun baby thing? I was. That's what's so Mm. fun. I was into gymnastics for probably kindergarten-ish to around like sixth or seventh grades. Oh, so it was kind of a big part of your childhood. Oh, yeah. I used to do all the competitions, the cheerleading stuff. Really? But she's just in this little gymnastics. I shouldn't even call it gymnastics. It's like a little gymboree kind of thing. And they really just play around. And they, I mean, they do kind of walk on the balance beam and stuff, but... It's just really like to give her some interaction with other kids. Sure. Yeah, that definitely seems important. She loves it. She'll do it. If not, you know, she may be into soccer. (laughs) Having had so much experience with gymnastics, do you hope that she does get into it? Or would you rather her pick something else? Yeah, I'd rather her do what she loves. You know, if she loves it, I'd love to introduce it to her. And if it's something she loves, you know, I'd love to support her in it. But, you know, she may be more of... Someone that likes swimming. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. She does swimming lessons in the summer. So there's like a little aquatic school that she started at five months, believe it or not. Whoa. Just being in water. Yeah, it's such a cute little school. Oh Um, my God, that must be adorable. (laughs) It's so cute. Yeah, there are tons of them in every city, like little aqua tots. Yes. Oh my God, it's called aqua tots? The one that she goes to. That's That's so cute. (laughs) I'm such a sucker for things like that. My favorite little kid thing is that I live near a bunch of preschools in the city and they make all the kids like hold on to the same rope or whatever. It has handles on it. And then they all walk together and there'd be like 12 little kids just toddling along and they put them in matching vests, you know, so cars can see them very well. And so there's just like 12 little people toddling along in their matching vests, all holding onto a rope. It is so cute. So cute. I know. I love New York. I need to get back up there. I haven't been to New York. Gosh, I want to say, I don't know if I've been to New York since 2020. Whoa. Maybe 2019. That's what's so crazy. Yeah, I'm thinking. I used to be up there all the time because I was uh, with Vanessa at Hudson Yards. So I would be in New York every week for like six months. So it was like a constant thing in 2019. Uh, But I want to say in 2020 with the pandemic, I just don't think I made it to New York. So I'm definitely due a trip. Oh, you're so due for a visit. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. Excited for you. It's nice to get out and do something different than your normal city. I actually have not spent much time in Atlanta, I don't think. What's your favorite thing about Atlanta? I mean, the people, the food, just the culture. It's just such a great city. People are here from everywhere. So there's definitely a transient city, but the culture and fabric of the original Atlanta or what people will sometimes refer to as the old Atlanta. It's just mm. really cool to see people have so much pride in this city because it's, That's awesome. it's created a lot of amazing companies. Okay. I'll have to make a trip. Yeah. I was just, when you were saying Atlanta, I was, I'm sure I've been there. That would be wild for me to have never been there, but I definitely haven't been there recently. So I'm due for an Atlanta trip. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Jasmine, is there a fad that you look back on participating in, and this could be something fashion-y, workout, cultural, whatever, that now looking back <laughs> makes you a little cringy where you're like, eh, what was I, what was that about? Oh God, there's probably so many on the fashion side. I mean, I couldn't even get started. <laughs> <There's just> like, <laughs> the little vest. Yes, I know. Wait, why were we all wearing vests? I definitely wore vests. I don't know. I definitely wore a little vest over like a t-shirt and... Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, just tons of hair stuff. You know, it's funny. I actually like some of the fads that used to be around. Like, I used to love Tybo. You know, people mm. think that's such a fad thing. But I used to actually enjoy it. I think it was a good workout. And oh, yeah. I remember the George Foreman grill. It's like the air fryer. <laughs> that's right. It was a cool little way to make a chicken breast when I was in college. It was really fun. So, I think I wouldn't, I don't think they make me cringy. The ones that I could think of yeah. I think make me like, those are pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, where'd those go? Now the vests make me a little cringy. When I look at photos of me wearing vests for fashion, it just like doesn't look good to me now. I'm just like, what was I doing? Yeah. And who knows? It'll probably come back in a couple of years like everything does. But I know. I guess the way I styled it wasn't good. It was like with big belts and earrings. Oh, I did big it, it belts too. Oh yeah. I did big shiny belts, like a big shiny belt. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I think a lot it was of not holding happen. anything up. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Jasmine has a piece of art and that could be music. It could be a book, could be art, art ever changed your life. You know, there's a book that a friend of mine, um, his name is Grouchy Greg. He's the, a co-founder of a company called allhiphop.com. Great guy, like just a huge music knower and lover. And he introduced me to a book called The Art of Worldly Wisdom. And it's like a little pocket guide. And it just Mm -hmm. has like all these little proverbs. I mean, changing my life is like deep, but I think I would read those proverbs and I think it definitely helps shape the thinking and like just thinking Hmm. positively and, you know, manifesting and just believing in like more good. Uh, So I think because of that, if it helped my thinking improve or shape, I would say it could potentially have changed my life. So uh, I love it. And music, I mean... I'm a huge hip hop fan and Mm. I love Jay-Z and there are definitely songs that I can listen to that I think like this was, this song was at a period of my life that it got me through. So yeah, I don't know if I would say change, but definitely helped. Sure. Is there a particular proverb that you remember that you still reflect on? I think there's one that I always love, which is plan your work, work your plan, because it's Hmm. as I was like getting started in business, it was just kind of like, you know what? I got to like create a plan and then work it and like, you know, checklist and to-do yes. list and focus. See, I just, that's like one of my favorite little proverbs um, that I just love to talk and say. I love that one. What that makes me think of is for me, how important it is to have something to lean on in the moments where the work feels like it's at a plateau, where it doesn't feel like I can feel anything moving forward, any momentum. And working the plan feels like something I can lean on to say, okay, I'm not getting whatever, like traction, affirmation, whatever it is, external validation in the way that I would want. So I can either throw my hands up and say, well, okay, I guess I'll stop. Or if I can just stick to the plan and keep going, eventually I have the faith that I will pull myself out of that plateau. Exactly. I mean, you will. And I think what you said is so great. Just always stick to the plan. And I always have Mm -hmm. to remind myself, like, stick to the plan, focus on the prize Mm. and, you know, just keep it going. Absolutely. You said some of the Jay-Z songs you've listened to a number of times. Is there a Jay-Z song that whenever you hear it really transports you back to a particular moment in your life? Oh, yeah. I Mm. think there's like, uh, there's so many of them. I (laughs) was in college when Jay-Z's Blueprint album, the first one came out. So that whole album just like takes me back to just like young, discovering, like wanting the best for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think we all have like those college moments. And college is just such a great time, you know, it's, it, hmm. it really is. It's such a 
life affirming and shaping kind Mm -hmm. of time in our lives. So I think I love that. And I have lots of good memories. I loved my college experience. And one of my best friends till this day we met, we were college roommates. That's so nice. On the blueprint, are there songs that you know all the words to front and back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, like song cry. I always I don't want to call them like these memes, but sometimes there's challenges. Oh, on, yeah. Uh, like Instagram and stuff. Like if you had to name a song back to back, what song would it be? Yeah. I was like, I definitely could go to like a Jay-Z song. Yeah. Like you don't know is a song on there and just you know, just, oh, there's so many of them. Thong Cry for sure, Never Change. Yeah. All of those are really great. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm a big Jay-Z fan. I think nice. I could talk about <laughs> that all day, yeah. That's awesome. I had an unbelievably out-of-body experience this summer, which is that, are you ready? I walked through a restaurant where Jay-Z and Beyonce were having lunch. Really? Oh, because they're always in New York. They are real... <laughs> I was just like, Ugh. that has never happened to me. <laughs> what? <The> it was, <laughs> yeah. I know it was literally, it felt like walking by royalty. It didn't feel like walking by celebrities. It just felt different. Their quiet, just command on the room. Cause you knew everyone in there was thinking like, oh my God, I'm sitting at a restaurant eating where Beyonce and Jay-Z are eating, you know? And we were just yeah. passing through for something. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, they're real people. Did you wave or anything? No, 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 no. I never do that. How do you feel about that stuff? I don't think I've ever gone up to somebody in public. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with a lot of celebrities, so I've, I've always learned to not be kind of like mm-hmm. pushy or fangirl. And, yeah. But if I saw Jay-Z or Beyonce, I would definitely yeah. have to be like, hi. Hi. Because I'm a fan. <laughs> but I mean, because I've been to concerts, but I will say for the inauguration of President Obama mm-hmm. um, in 2008, I was actually in D.C. and I was in a club with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah, and like Samuel Jackson. I mean, it was like, it was the club. It was a place to be in. But they were like way high on the... I'm sure. You know, like the second or third level and I was on the ground, but... We were in the same building. You were in the same building. Exactly. Okay. Our lives have both been blessed by this experience. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And that was royal back then. So if you had that over the summer. Yeah. Our lives. I mean, they had kids. I didn't even have kids then. So it's been a a while. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Oh, I love that so much. Is there anything that your family did growing up that at the time you thought was normal and then realized later wasn't like other families? Not really. I think I grew up as a military kids. Oh, that's interesting. I think our life being in the military was somewhat normal existence of all military families. Like we would mm. move, we'd be assigned to a different base, there'd be a new school. You know, I would be in all the different things, Girl Scouts, all that stuff. So I, yeah. thought, I think I had a very kind of normal, non-weird, I guess, or yeah. non-different kind of childhood. I think very traditional. Traditional for a military family, you mean? I think probably just generally traditional. I think mm. the only thing I didn't have was like going to the same school sure. for periods of time. So I think, you know, growing up in military, you probably just think that's just how it is because that's all you know. Mm-hmm. When my dad got out of the military in 99, we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, mm. and I went to high school from start to finish in one location. So that was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. So that was different. Do you think that that made you 
better at making friends, for example? Do you think that changed the way that you make friends and stuff? Absolutely. I think one thing I always know about starting a new school, I've been the new student. I've been the new person a Mm -hmm. lot of times, even though now as an adult, I'm a lot more reserved. I just kind of go in, like I will network, but I'm still kind of just kind of quiet and observing. Mm. But when I was in school, yeah, the teachers are always like, stand up and, you know, say your name. And I'd be like, yeah, Jasmine, and, you know, just moved here from wherever. And yeah, we made friends and you make friends quick. And then sadly you lose friends. Quick I know too. So that is, that's something that I think no one ever talks about because you'll mm-hmm. meet a friend and then you're moving a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. And this is Facebook and all yeah. that. Yeah. So. You never really talked to him. Using the internet, have you reconnected with anyone from your childhood that you only sort of had a pass through friendship with? Yeah. One of my friends from San Antonio, Texas, which is so crazy, like fourth grade, we are friends on Instagram. Really? She shared a picture of her being in the same gymnastics gym that I used to go to. Oh my god! And she has her daughters in it now. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. I remember this with you. So yeah, we found each other on social media. And there's, I mean, there's been others too that I just Hmm. would find on Facebook and things. And I don't know, but I don't know if we could, re- we didn't reconnect. Like we're not like yeah. best friends or right. besties. So that moment is nice, right? Yeah. And then we follow each other and it's cool to see like, oh, they have kids and their kids mm. kind of look like them, but that's really neat. I had that happen recently with a friend who I know because she is the daughter of somebody my dad worked with. So it was not someone I was ever in school with or, you know, that was so funny. She, I think, followed and maybe DM'd me on Instagram and was like, I don't know if you remember me, but I was like, oh my God, of course I remember you because this is one of those friendships where when you're a little girl and you have another friend who is maybe like two or three years older than you, I idolized these girls. I was always just like, I wanted to be like them. I wanted to do everything like them. I'm sure it drove them absolutely crazy. It's so funny. You know, if we went shopping, I like wanted to buy the same shirts, that kind of thing. (laughs) Oh, I remember those days. Yeah, one of my best friends, her daughter is six and my daughter is one. Mm. So they're like five years apart. But you could tell that her daughter just loves my daughter. And I I told her, I said, it's only a matter of time before the admiration switches because she's going to be like this bigger, kind of cooler kid. Oh, that'll be so fun to watch. It'll be cute. (laughs) You should dress them in matching outfits. I love matching outfits. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get a matching outfit. Yes, definitely. What is something not work-related that you're really proud of? I think I'm really proud of just, just like my garden. I, I started a garden. Oh, what kind of garden? I call it my wine garden. <laughs> kind of like my vision was like, I would just go out there and be able to like have a glass of wine and garden. I am actually growing some grapes now. So eventually oh. maybe I can make my own wine. You never know. <laughs> That's know. so funny. They're just the sticks. So tiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More of a sip. <laughs> I might be a long way away from a vineyard, uh, but yeah, I think it's me and my fiance built it and, you know, we, we go out there. It's like such a fun family thing to do and just like water. And I'm just proud of like having this little garden in my backyard. That's so nice. Have you always been interested in agriculture and gardening or is that new? Yeah, I think that's something I definitely got from my fiance when we were mm. dating. He was always growing stuff. He's in the health industry. And I guess as like a medical provider, he's used to like taking care of patients. Mm. So he like is really good with plants. When we got the house, it has a huge, huge backyard. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. we should build a garden. And so I got into it over the last like year. And <laughs> 
clearly now I love it because now I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of it. What's your favorite thing that you're growing right now? You know, I am growing a lot of flowers right now. Mm. So I have started them as bulbs and just (gasps) it's cool because they're coming from under the ground and they're going to be just like all over these little flower beds. So it should be really pretty. It is so satisfying watching stuff grow. It is. I got these tiny plants because I'm really not gifted in the garden and I don't have a backyard, but I wanted my house to look a little bit more alive. And so I bought a bunch of small plants and one of them is growing a new leaf. And I am, every time I walk by it, I'm like, Ooh, look at that leaf. Like it genuinely is so satisfying. (laughs) It's exciting. Yeah. People love the plants. A lot of people became plant parents during the pandemic. So true. What is the tiniest hill that you're willing to die on? So something pretty inconsequential that you would just really passionately go to bat for. I mean, I definitely will argue with anyone that Jay-Z is the greatest rapper of all time. Okay. He's got the number one spot. To me, like, and I just think over everything, (laughs) I would argue with that. Yeah. I still love that chivalry is something I really want. I really like want that for everybody, Hmm. I think. Your partner should, you know, open the doors for you, Mm -hmm. vice versa, like that. So I am a romance person. Yeah. Chivalry in the traditional sense of like men and women or chivalry in terms of like how people treat each other? How people treat each other. I think that's the main thing. So it's not even just men and women. It's just everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, how are we for each other? And I think that, you know, kindness is is something that the world could always use more of. Mm -hmm. And I will continue to say that. I think that that's a great (laughs) hill. I think kindness is obviously something I totally can get behind that. So in terms of Jay-Z being the best rapper of all time, do you believe that this is a fact-based opinion or an emotional opinion? I think it's a fact-based and an emotional-based opinion. Okay. (laughs) I think just he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was the first rapper, you know, to ever be inducted. I didn't know that. First hip-hop in that genre, yeah. So he's, he's business, he's music, he's just evolved. His wife is Beyonce. Yeah, I mean, that alone. I mean, I can continue to go on beyond just like the revenue and, you know, income that he's generated and all of that. And I think from whence he came, like, that's the thing that makes it such Hmm. a beautiful story. He came from a project in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. New York. And this is pre-Dumbo and pre-Brooklyn we know now. And so just to rise to the occasion that he's at now is... For me, something that I think everybody that loves hip hop or in any way can attest to. And I think everybody knows him, whether you're a hip hop fan or not. Like, yes, you could love rock and roll or country and you definitely have heard of Jay-Z. And that's why I think he's the number one rapper. Honestly, that's a great pitch. There's nothing I could say there where I'm like, no, I don't agree. Because I think that that's just a rock solid opinion. Yeah, I mean... And so that's my heel. <laughs> right? Who is the most common rapper that people say, no, it's not Jay-Z, it's this person? Like Kanye? I definitely know there's people, like, especially some of my team members and coworkers are like, oh, Jay-Z is not even in my top five or my top 10. I'm like, how could that be? Yeah, we've had, I think a couple of years ago in the office one day, we were doing like a our tallies and people, you know, I've heard Eminem, I've heard Lil Wayne. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, definitely people have said Kanye West, J. Cole, Nas, Tupac. There's just a lot of okay. others, but Drake, 
Oh, oh sure. Enter the conversation, mm-hmm. y'all. <laughs> Drake has entered the chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the younger generation, Drake is like every day. There's a song by Drake that they're probably. It's listening true. To. He's pretty prolific. Yeah, young millennials, and then like the Gen Z. If you were to ask them, is probably their favorite rapper right now. Mm. My sister, who is about ten years younger than me, at one point was like, hey, "I don't know if I like Jay Z," and I just oh thought, God. "There's no way we could be related." <laughs> Turned her around. Oh, good. (laughs) Okay. She was a real, yeah, she was like a big, big Kanye West fan, and she just Mm -hmm. didn't like Jay Z, and it it was heartbreaking. That is really hard. How did you fix it? Did you just play Blueprint? I mean, I didn't even have to because Jay Z just continued to become who he was to where she just was like, how can I deny him? And that's even better. She got kind of sick of Kanye. (laughs) So he naturally moved up. Nice. Okay, good. You got a little, Jay-Z gave you the assist on that one. He helped your cause. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you this. This is a two-part question. First part of the question is, who would play you in a movie about your life? And the second question is, should it be a biopic? So birth to present, or is there a particular chapter in your life that you think would make a great movie? I love like Marcia Martin. I know she from Blackish. She's oh, amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I might be saying her name wrong. I hope not. I would love for her to play me as a kid. I just think she's just like phenomenal. And I think I would die if ever like Viola Davis or someone played oh, me my as God. Like an adult or like Carrie Washington. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, they're just, there's so many of them are just so phenomenal. I have yes. a lot of respect for them. And I think a biopic would be pretty cool. I think, you know, mm. that's the best way to kind of say it. Like, I just think I've had such a real unique story to even how I started yes. my company and just life and everything. So I've had like health problems. I mean, you'd believe. Mm. And the, what's so crazy is I still think my biopic is like years in the making because I, mm. I think what's ahead of me is so much far greater than what was yes. behind. So I think there will be the better side of the story is to come. Yes. That's a great feeling <laughs> yeah, to know that there's yeah. more ahead. I try and project that. Oh, of course. There's more ahead for everybody. I think of the actresses you mentioned, my favorite is Viola Davis because I am obsessed with her. <laughs> she is, I feel like lucky to be alive while Viola Davis is performing. And especially in an era where streaming platforms are delivering such incredible content with such big stars. You know, I think 20 years ago, someone like Viola Davis, if she was at this point in her career 20 years ago, I feel like we would only really see her in like a couple solid, you know, Academy plays every year and then maybe like on Broadway. But because there's just so many incredible stories right now being told on TV. Michelle Obama right now. Right. Um, Like, oh, my God. I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait. I can only imagine how great she's going to do in that role. Yes. And I bet Michelle Obama is probably so happy. I know, right? I'm pretty sure if you would have asked Michelle Obama that question, she would have been like, Viola. And I think that is going to be an amazing, I can't wait to see it. I know. I have chills. I don't know if it's a movie or a series. I think it's a limited series where they look at different former first wives. There's one on Michelle Obama. Maybe they did like Eleanor Roosevelt. I think there are others as well. And so I think that each episode maybe tells a different story. I think she'd be a good fit for a biopic. It sounds like we would have a lot of levels and layers in it. And I think that's where she does some of her finest work is in the nuance of scenes and being like a whole dynamic person living in the character. I think that's a great pick. Yeah. 
What genre should we do? Because she's very dramatic. She's great in a dramatic role, but she's funny too. Every once in a while with the right line. Yeah. I think it could be both. That's the beauty of life. I mean, it's not always been bad or drama. So I think it would be a mix of like everything. So there will definitely be, you know, a lot of funny moments and humbling moments Mm -hmm. (laughs) and everything else. I love that. Okay. That's fantastic. Let me ask you this. Do you believe in ghosts? Not really. My team, we had our fall retreat in Asheville and like some people were taking like a ghost tour and I was like, (laughs) I don't want to go on a ghost tour. Like, it's just not my thing. Like, you know, I've never had like an experience with a ghost. I don't even know if any of my friends or like anyone around me has said like, I had this experience. Okay. I think my daughter's nanny actually had told me about an experience she had with a ghost. Really? Possibly. Yeah. Like something happened and she just felt like her mom was there. But yeah, today Hmm. I can't say I'm a a believer. I've heard firsthand accounts of stories like that. I asked my mom this question and she told me that there was a time after her mother passed away where she was driving in the car and she just felt her presence with her. I feel like that's what my nan was saying. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You, in terms of it not being something that you're into, are you afraid of ghosts and stuff like that? Or it's just like not something that you give a lot of thought to on a daily basis? I wouldn't say I'm afraid of them. Yeah, I don't give a lot of thought to it on a daily basis. (laughs) You're like, believe it or not, Alexis, I'm running a company and I have a one-year-old. I'm not sitting around all day thinking about the afterlife. (laughs) Not at all, not at all. I'm with you, I understand that. Do you have a catchphrase or like other words or phrases that you say a lot that people have started to identify with you? I think my best friend, we always joke and say like, they'll be all right, no matter what it is. Like mm. we just are kind of like, and so she will probably say that. I think that's pretty much it. Cause, or, or it'll be all right or whatever will be okay. Like mm-hmm. I just think that's something that people kind of know I'm going to say a lot, but yeah, nothing else. I mean, there's a lot of work things. I'm pretty sure I say at work all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I'm a pretty roundabout person, nothing every day. I'll lift my work talk band to ask the question, is there a work phrase that you're known for saying a lot? Yeah. Like, you know, let's in hunger. Let's, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. like everyone just knows I'm just always talking about what we do and, and, and really kind of always edifying, like that we're the best. We're the ones that are chosen. Like we got to, you know, we got a, a big, big problem to solve guys. Like let's solve it. So yeah, like a, a superhero against hunger, I guess. That's amazing. I mean, that's that's a great, that's a great way to be known. What is something super out of character that you've done? So something that you did where you were like, I can't believe I did that. (laughs) You know, I went to Brazil and I like did, uh, I think it's called like cliff diving. And I was very (gasps) afraid. Yeah. Oh my God. But I've been trying to do things like I, you know, a couple of years ago, I did a hot air balloon ride. So it was like a bucket Oh, wow. And, you know, I've done like zip lining and things like that. But this is probably the closest to, in my opinion, like skydiving. Because you're literally yeah. like just going off of a cliff at someone oh and my they God. push up the thing. So, wow. Yeah, even talking about it, I can't believe it. I have like a video <laughs> and everything. It was very crazy. How high up was the cliff? It was high. I mean, maybe like some thousands of feet. I mean, like you're <gasps> in the air and then come down on a beach and you like land oh my on God. your feet and then I fell and Sam was everywhere. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> so there was a parachute that was activated? Yeah. I mean, it's like a parachute, but it looks like, like 
bigger than a parachute. It kind of okay. like, kind of curves around. Yeah, it's like oh, like a parasail. It wasn't a parasail. It was like maybe hmm. like gliding, essentially, okay. it was like a glider. Wow, very similar to a parachute, like something hits sure, sure you, to push something. But yeah, I don't think I'd do that again, especially mm. now with my baby. <laughs> right. What made you want to do it when you did? I guess just to do it, you know, I have no mm. clue. I just, I wanted some adventure. I wanted to do something. I was in Brazil and, you know, you just hear about all the stuff that's there and the mm. nature piece of it. And I wanted to experience it. And my sister was with me and she was like, no, I'm not going to go. She didn't do it. <laughs> she didn't do it. So then it was just me and it was a lot, but I did it. So you're not afraid of heights then? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could not do yeah. that, right? I'm afraid of doing that. I don't think I would mm-hmm. do that again. And like, sure. I went on a hot air balloon ride. So I don't think I'm kind of. You like, went on a hot air balloon ride. When was that? In probably like 2018, 2018, 2019. Yeah. Hmm. So a couple years ago. Wow. Pretty recently. Yeah. Pretty recently. I was in San Francisco and I had a, I had a meeting Friday and on Monday. So for the weekend, oh, I perfect. went to Napa, one of my solo trips. And I took a hot air balloon ride. That's awesome. Can you remember the most recent time you've laughed the hardest? I had a very big laugh at South by Southwest. It was oh really <laughs> was extremely funny. Yeah, I did. So a couple of weeks ago, it was like I don't even know if I'm supposed to tell this story, but it was just, <laughs> essentially I had an Uber driver, and he was like, "I have a startup. I want to get into the industry." He's like, he picked me up from a party earlier. Okay, um, and I was going back and forth to panels, and and the party he picked me up picked me up from was called Culture House. It's a really a great kind of like executive for the culture kind of awesome. mixer that happens mm-hmm. every year at South by. And so he was like, I have a business, I want to get there, and you know, how did you get into that party? And I was like, Yeah, you have to RSVP. But later on, he gave me his card and said, I also have a private company. Like, you know, let us know because hmm. uh, I, was, I was there with my team. So I'm pretty sure we called him when we had to go, when I was going to another party, which was like a midnight mansion party. It was really great. Whoa, awesome. Great party. Yeah. Steven Aoki, he was the DJ. So it was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Long story short, he comes in and then me and my group, we were ready to go. And we were like, okay, we're ready to go. And he was like, oh, I was just about to start juggling. And so I don't know if I'm ready to go yet. So my assistant came up to me. She was like, yeah, I think he might've been drinking because he said he was about to start juggling. And I was like, uh, I hope he's not juggling. Cause I got him into this party yeah. trying to start a business. And then he literally was like juggling at the party. <gasps> I was like, Oh my God, they're going to be like, why did Jasmine bring him? It was, Oh my God. But no one was looking at him juggling, which is what made it a lot funnier. But okay. <laughs> just imagine, yeah, it, it was a funny thing because he had a little That's backpack. Wild. I was like, what's in your backpack? We're in Texas. And yes. Like, oh, it's just my performance gear. I was like, okay, I'm thinking like, what did you oh, perform? Oh my and God. I think like he started juggling. It was wild. And, and then he didn't even take us back. What? How'd you get home? <laughs> we had to call like another lift, but oh yeah, he's like, I'm going to start juggling. And he, I went around the corner when my assistant came and told me that I was like, are you serious? And and then I walked around the corner and he was juggling. So it was a very funny day. <laughs> I'm sure that that was not funny. expected. <laughs> it just was so random. I was like, you know, like, I don't know. We, we, we got him into this party. He wasn't on the list. I was like, can you please come in? He's my plus one. They let him yeah. in for me. I did him a solid because, you know, he's trying to get his business off the ground. Yeah, of course. Seemed like a really nice guy, you know, and he had an Uber black. And so like a really nice vehicle that was just super professional. And 
told me he left corporate in 2020 and had been really focusing on growing his business, but I just didn't think it was juggling. I think that's, what oh my it, God. I think that's what just kind of, cause I thought he was telling me he wanted to start an app. Yes. Maybe it's like to book juggling. I have no oh idea. So when he started juggling at this party at like two o'clock in the morning, I was like, okay, this is very random. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of unconventional jobs, if you weren't doing what you do now professionally, what would you be doing? If I had it my way, I'd probably still be doing something in this space of like helping people. You know, mm-hmm. I could have been yep. a teacher. That was what I first went to school for. Oh, interesting. Uh, maybe like a social worker. Yep. Something like that. I think that's what I would probably be into. Or in a perfect world, maybe like helping other people like me. But if if I didn't have this experience, I wouldn't want to do that. So like in the future, I would really love to help like build ecosystems and just help people bring their ideas to life. But totally without this experience, I probably would have definitely been in like the social work space for sure. Okay. That makes a lot. So something we're helping people is still at the forefront. For sure. Yeah. And I apologize if I sneeze, it's, it's that season and in, in no worries, I need to get some local honey because my allergies have been killing me, but yeah. Does local honey help? That's what they say. I think it helps. What does it do? I think it has, you know, some of like the bee from the pollen in it, which oh kind of helps you kind of get used to it. Wait, I've never heard that. I should try that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they say like the bees go around and they get all the pollen that's in these flowers anyway, that's actually going into the honey oh my God. and then it kind of makes it not as, I guess, drastic for you. Okay. That's an incredible tip. I've literally never, I've always heard the phrase local honey and I never knew why that was relevant. <laughs> and always good just to support the local businesses too. But for True. allergies specifically, I think that's a big one. Wow. Okay. Amazing. We love a two for one. Well, Jasmine, we're <laughs> going to take a super quick break and then we'll be right back. This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by Beth's Recruiting. Okay, real talk. We all know someone who's been complaining about their job for the last three months, but doesn't seem to be doing anything about it. And sure, maybe at times we've all been that person too. On the one hand, I get it, because even after you found an open role that feels like a fit, figuring out the right place to submit your resume can be a huge mountain to climb. But on the other hand, there are so many tools today to make that climb feel more like a pleasant, non-inclined walk, like Beth's. So if you, or your friend, are a high-performing professional looking for your next opportunity, it's time to become a Bets Connect community member. Apply to join Bets' exclusive network, and if you're accepted, tech startups will reach out to you. You decide who to talk to. You decide your path. So next time your disgruntled friend starts a conversation with, you're not going to believe what happened on Slack today. Maybe find a way to bring up Bets. Or hey, maybe send in this episode of Non-Technical, huh? Ah, subtlety. Apply now for your exclusive lifetime membership at betsrecruiting.com slash non-technical. And we're back with Jasmine Crow, the founder and CEO of Gooder. Jasmine, I'm having such a nice time. I hope you're enjoying yourself here on non-technical. We have arrived at a very exciting moment in this episode. We've arrived at the lightning round. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) Love it. Okay. (laughs) First question for you is coffee or tea? Tea. Really? I've never had coffee. I've never (gasps) had coffee. Oh my God. I've never had coffee or beer. Whoa. (laughs) It's so weird, but I love wine and, you know, margaritas, but I've never had beer and I've never had coffee. 
everyone thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) I know other people for whom this is the case. One of my best friends, I don't, I think my best friend, Sarah has maybe also never had coffee because she caffeine is too like intense for her or something like that. Is there a reason you don't drink coffee or you don't like the taste? No, I guess I've never been into it. Like it's just not, I think the smell doesn't excite me as much as it does other people. Okay. I honestly yeah. just, like, I also think I don't like the cream and the sugar. Like, I don't like yeah, all yeah, the yeah. stuff that I would need to sweeten it. And then because it's not naturally mm. sweet, it's just, I don't know. But it's like, I love tea with, like, some honey and lemon in it. Yum, but yes. It's a, a different, I don't know why. I've never had it. And, I mean, I have friends that have coffee companies, so I buy it. It's it's always yeah. in the office. <laughs> but, and I have a lot of coffee at my house because my, my in-laws and my parents all love coffee. Wow. And at the hospital, you know, my partner drinks Starbucks quite often, but at the house, mm. he's not like a making coffee in the morning person. He just gets it outside of the house. Oh, okay, sure. I never have it. Yeah. Wow. I'm always particularly impressed slash confused when really successful people like yourself don't drink coffee. Cause I'm like, if I didn't drink coffee, <laughs> I just wouldn't have done as much as I've done. Like there's just no really? chance. Yeah. If I don't want to do something, I will motivate myself with coffee. Okay. If I'm exhausted, I have coffee and then I play really usually loud, very energetic pop music that makes me want to like okay. dance around. And I trick my body into believing oh. that I have energy. I'm like, whoa, okay. look at this. Look, we're dancing. We must be, we must be energetic. And then yeah. I can do the thing. My best friend is loves coffee, like has to start her day with coffee. She's mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts, straight black coffee. She may put a little cream in it. So she's like a huge coffee person. Mm-hmm. I just, it never, I never caught the bug. <laughs> well, at least now you'll have something to put your local honey in. Put in some tea. Yeah. There we go. Do you have a favorite board game? I love Candyland. It's not something I play now. I used to love that. Yeah, it was like my favorite game as a kid. That was one of my favorites too. Was there like a peppermint area? I think so. I definitely think there was like a little I feel like I remember that being my favorite. There was a princess and a pretty, I really loved the princess. Yeah, it was just such a pretty well done board. I, it I'm really actually, was. I can't wait to get that for my daughter. <laughs> That'll be so it's fun to have a little kid yeah. to play it with. Because I feel like as an yeah. adult, it's so luck based. I don't know that you would get as much out of it, but playing it with a little kid. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Yeah. That's awesome. That's going to be great. I'm excited for you. When you make the bed, do you make the bed with a top sheet or no top sheet? With a top sheet. Me too. And you know, yeah. other people, they don't. Really? Yeah. Oh. They say that it's a waste of time. They don't need the top sheet. They're like, we just wash the duvet cover. And I'm like, I hear you, but also yeah. I want the sheet. I do too. <laughs> Have you yeah, ever read a book twice? Oh yeah. Does one in particular stand out? Yeah, I mean, from a business side, I like good to great. From a personal side, I really like, it's like a fiction book, but it's called The Coldest Winter Ever. Hmm. It just was such a good book. I loved it. And I, I know I read that probably three or four times. In really? My yeah. What made you want to pick it up times number three and four? Just going back to just like reliving it. it was, hmm. you know, there was not a TV show. So it was like a book with it. Yeah. It was like so like, wow, <laughs> it was very fictional. So that's like awesome. reading a movie essentially. Yeah. My final question for you, and this might be a hard one, but what would you title your memoir? Ooh, I would say <clears throat> the life and times of Jasmine Crow. Like that's probably yes. what I would call it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And then, cause that's the type of title where you can tell any story you want. You can bring in any vignette. You can bring in any themes. That's beautiful. That will be what it's called. If ever I Perfect. Get to do it. 
I have a feeling. I have a feeling that we'll be seeing it on shelves. And then, oh, okay, idea. And then we adapt it into a film <laughs> call it viola <laughs> jasmine so we have now planned the work and we'll just work the plan and then this is all going to work know. out <laughs> <There's no perfect. laughs> fantastic jasmine i can't thank you enough for joining me today on non-technical i really appreciate it thank you so much for having me alex of course and where can people find more about you online yeah i'm jasmine crow on everything on social and then gooder my company is g-o-o-d-r dot co online and there you can follow us same thing gooder co on instagram facebook or even on tiktok so definitely oh you are fun That's great. Highly recommend following Jasmine and checking out her company Gooder and all those places. And you can find me at Yay Alexis Gay on Twitter and Instagram or at Non Technical Pod on Twitter. One more time, Jasmine. I'm so glad Vanessa introduced us. This has been so nice. Thank you. This is great. Thanks so much again. Have a great day. 